your dad. Don't you ever wish you could take your favorite cartoon characters and make them into babies? Looney, right? Well, we met a dapper gentleman named Luke, and he had some missing baby Pokemon. I knew this was the perfect taste for... Detective Pearl. It was elementary, my dear father. We simply found some helium and followed the wind. We recovered Igglybuff in a short Kukachu. Then, through some Olivier-worthy performances, we reclaimed Mine Jr. and Smoochum. Who knew Luca's texture work was so good? And then, through an epic battle with a pincer and Heracross, the baby Bonfly was ours. We brought the whole gang back to Luke, and he rewarded us with some eggs. Not my usual ice cream detective rate, but I'll allow it. Now I just gotta get my steps in so this thing can hatch. To get back, back, We're playing the drums, so this is the drums. Jazz. And we are back. <laughs> Pearl. Hey. You and Luca have been riding along Route 4, and now it is later in the afternoon. You've been traveling at a decent pace since leaving the daycare, but you've still got a pretty good way to go before you get to Tremella Town. Pearl is holding her egg. Yes. Singing, Well, I would walk 500 miles, and I would catch all the pokies just to know what kind of poke. You are hiding inside that shell. Luca, take it away. See, we finally got him to sing. <laughs> We've broken him. Pokey pokey. Pokey pokey. Pokey pokey. Pokey pokey. Pokey pokey. Should we do another round of it, Luca? Oh, sure. We've already done a full hour's worth, so why not? <laughs> So that's what's been going on with that. Great. Uh, anything besides that going on while you all have been on the road or just just singing your song and riding along? Oh, yeah. just uh, So with the egg, do I specifically have to walk? Or if we're riding in the buggy uh, in my in the beautiful Speedmeister, does that work? Yeah. Riding the Speedmeister, moving around, doing battles and stuff, all of that is going toward uh, hatching the egg. Cool. Luca, are you excited about your egg? Yeah, yeah, I am. I I don't know what's in it, so I'm I'm excited. Have you ever had an egg in uh, like before? No, I mean I've seen eggs before, but I've never hatched my own egg. I mean, yeah, I got two fish when he was a little baby. He, he was already hatched from an egg, though. Oh man, parenting. Yeah. I still want to go back to your house to see some baby pictures. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Okay. okay. There are better ones at my dad's place anyway. Okay, think. okay. Yeah, so that's just us. We're we're on the road. Nice. Well, as you are driving along, you notice a sign on the side of the road. It's a faded Kanoko Park Service sign that says Tremella Tunnels just ahead. Ooh, Luca, that looks cool. Oh, yeah. You want to check that out? Totally. All right. Hang a right. You all take the exit and go down the road a little ways toward the Tremella Tunnels. Um, during during the right turn, uh, Pearl like sticks out her hands, waving it wildly as the turn signal. <laughs> Doing different baseball signs. Nice. And again, you guys are not on the road road. You're like on the path next to the road. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, where but, people can ride their bikes or walk or do whatever. But we take our, our SS Speedsmeister very seriously. It's true. You, you, you are very courteous signalers. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so you all pull off on the side of the road over here and you see more of these sort of faded park service signs and uh, you see there's an entrance to this uh, cave it looks like that uh, seems as it's just a sort of an entrance above ground that then looks like it eventually goes underground and you see that there's, you know, a pavilion nearby and that there's, you know, the usual sort of like guidepost signage stuff up front of like, this is what this is and all that kind of stuff. Pearl walks up to the side of the cave, mm-hmm. smells it, checks its dampness. It's pretty damp. Oh, okay, this is going to be good. Damp cave? Oh, yeah. See, on the cruise ship, we'd always take little excursions, you know, hop off on islands, things like that. And there were always, you know, different caves and architectures and, and stones and steps and stuff like that. And my dad always says, you know, it's going to be a good cave if it's smelly and damp. And this sucker is ripe. It's got a nice, a, a nice damp cave smell. Mmm, cozy. <laughs> he says, "Well, yeah. So, um, it says up here uh, on the sign that the Tremella tunnels—they're uh, a bit of a maze, but some people use them to like travel and like have for like thousands of years, apparently. That uh, so there, there's an entrance here, and there's an entrance, and he looks at the map, and it shows like a sort of underground." path and maze looking thing that it goes down south and then it also lets out on route seven between psilocybe city and criminy city Uh, so he says yeah so it looks like people used to you know do this before they had more of the you know the more routes established and things like that that this was one way that they got through might have been easier than uh i don't know i guess if there were like dangerous forests or something i guess this is the way we want to go right and she points to the map and also sarah asks the dm (laughs) Are you asking if you need to, like, go through the caves to get to Tremella Town? Is that what you're asking? Like, there's a way we could go through. Uh, So, as you're looking at the map and everything, you see that there's a sort of widened tunnel system that is marked in this area that's sort of a, like, tourist attraction, park service sort of area. But then from that, there is also a split off that leads south to Route 7, where... uh, it's in between those other two cities, but it would not take you to Tremella Town. This is more like a tourist attraction sort of thing that you can visit for a little bit on the way to Tremella Town. But if you actually went through it, uh, it would take you more toward those other cities to the south. Right now, you guys have been heading east on the road. So, look at where is it taking us to? Well, so, I mean, we don't have to, like, let it take us anywhere. There's some cave systems and stuff that are right here that's sort of a larger, like, cluster, it looks like. Uh, and then there's one main tunnel that goes south and it lets out down there. But uh, we could just like check stuff out around here and you know, see if there's any Pokemon. I bet if there's a cave in here, then, you know, maybe that's where Luke got those uh, got those Dugtrio. <gasps> this is also the perfect time to wear my light bulb hat. And she switches out really quick. And so does Seely. <laughs> and we have hard hats with little lights on in the middle. Look, I'm a Cyclops. Ugh. Oh, you look like you're ready to go spelunking. Ah, oh, yes! I've always wanted to spelunk! Wait, I thought that you did that when you went on the islands and stuff on the ship. Mm-mm. Was that not spelunking? Well, uh, there is spelunking, and there then there is spelunking. Oh, what's the difference? Uh, one includes a picnic, one doesn't. So do we get the picnic one or no? Spelunking, I mean, Celia, what do you got? All right, some cheese, some meat, sorry, we could probably spelunk. Oh, you got charcuterie in there? <laughs> I got a fizzy. Oh. She pops open a fizzy water. Oh, bubbly. Ugh, so adult. Just like coffee. It's like 
bubble beam brand fizzy water. <laughs> Guys, you're officially knowing what's in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got uh, the logo is a squirtle and like the logo is made of bubbles. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes if I close my eyes, I can pretend that I like it. And I also have to drink it like that out of the size of my mouth. Wait, why do you... Why do you drink it if you don't like it? Because coffee, bubbly water, you know. I'm short for my age. Let's blank. <laughs> you head into the cave to go splanking. <laughs> As you and Luca are heading toward the entrance of the cave, you do see one more notice right there in the entryway. Just a notice from the park service with a note that says, Please remember, capture of wild Pokemon and collection of stones in the tunnels is allowed, but please adhere to our policy of no more than three captures and two collected evolution stones per trainer. Thank you for supporting a sustainable relationship with wildlife in Kanoko. Pearl puts a, grabs a little pen and uh, puts her name under it <laughs> and, like, signs it. <laughs> Since Pearl is a ranger. Yes, exactly. And she's just like, oh, yeah. You know, scribbles her signature. Onward! You put the autograph right next to, like, a Smokey the Ursa ring image. Yep. <laughs> it's what we do, ranger style. I approve this message. Pearl, is that graffiti? No, no, it's approval. It's just like, hey, this is legit. A legit ranger said, yeah. I thought you were a junior ranger. What? That didn't actually hold what? any real weight. Is this weight. because I'm short? Well, not because you're short. Just what? because, like... Luca, of all people. Why? <laughs> oh, we expected more, right, Seely? Or, or. I just hope you're ready for splanking. You all go into the cave. <laughs> As you go in, who is your active Pokemon right now? Celie's out and chilling, but she's in the non-combatant scarf, right? So who is your active at the moment? Oscar. I think he would love capes. Oscar. Very nice, very nice. Also, to see him float in the cave will be fun. You walk in a cave and Oscar's just floating. It's just a couple inches above the ground next to you and looking around. He doesn't like to get his feet dirty. Trinish. So while you're here in the cave, you can look around for some wild Pokemon if you like. Also, there was uh, that note on the sign about there are stones and different things in here. Uh, if you want to look for any stones or uh, other cave stuff, it's up to you as you just bop around in this in this little cave as you spend part of your afternoon. Just chilling a little bit, stretching your legs from being on the road. Pokey, pokey, it's off to splanking we go. You go down caves, they're wet and damn pokey. Pokey, 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 we go to caves we love to roam. Or, 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 pokey, 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 pokey. Or, 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 They're wet and smelly, but we love to love them, pokey, 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 pokey. Oh, I hope I get a stone, Luca, and that's really what I'm looking for. Yeah, so you're looking for stones? Yeah, and if interactions happen, all good. Okay, so if you want to look for stones or other sort of uh, cavey things, just give me a, a general, well, how are you... How are you looking for things? In what manner are you looking? And that'll affect what your role is going to be. Pearl's head is going wild with her cool new hard hat. Mm -hmm. And she's like clicking the lights on and off to the song. She's like, look, at, look, it looks like a party when I do that. So I think just whatever the light is able to shine on is what I get. Okay. Just whatever you get with just a cursory glance, you're not like getting much deeper into it than that. No, she's just really psyched. Okay. Go ahead and give me perception then. Oh, that's what I get for my character choice. Ten. Ten. And that's with a plus seven, guys, so I rolled a three. Oh, my gosh. 
I think that here in this entrance area, there's not really a lot that you can see as far as, you know, stones or anything like that. As you're just looking around, it seems like, you know, if there was anything near the entrance, other people who have come through here have probably grabbed those since it's more of a, a obvious spot for things like that. Something wouldn't really stay hidden in this sort of area for too long. So you, you do not find any stones or anything uh, in, in this entrance to the cave. But so you keep walking along then and you get to the point where you can go check out some different like tunnel systems. And there's also like the one big tunnel that goes down and there are signs that are like this way to Route 7. Well, we don't want Route 7, right, Luca? No, I mean, that's that's kind of out of the way. If we wanted to, you know, go down that way later, this was a you know a shortcut we could come back through. But I don't think we need to go that way right now. And then what do the other tunnels look like? I'm just making a little mini map for myself so I don't get lost. Yeah, so there's like a tunnel to the left and to the right uh, that are smaller than that large main tunnel. But both of them just seem like they lead to different other tunnel and cave systems in this general area. Pro goes, shh, everybody, quiet. And she just leans her ear out to each tunnel entrance and uh, wants to listen if she hears anything. Okay, go ahead and give me another perception then. Since this is a, a different task. That's more like it. 26. Heart of a seal, feet of a torchic, ears like a combi. Combi have ears? Oh, yeah. They hear it all. With your perception check down the left tunnel, you hear just the wind sort of rushing from the entrance through the caves uh, and the sound of some, you know, dripping water dripping down from stalagmites and stalactites. Uh, you, you go over to the right cave, and you also hear that, but further in, you hear a little bit of commotion as, as like, deep down in the tunnels, you hear some faint echoes of, All right, break, break! Get it right, you! No, she says. Okay, Luke, I'm gonna hit you straight. On the left tunnel, nothing. Kind of just a peaceful, tranquil splink. All right, Tunnel, our favorite human being on Earth, Shane. Oh. I know that voice anywhere. Yeah, so well, well, what do you want to do then? Do you want to just go that way and, like, if it doesn't seem like anything's going on <gasps> over there, you want to you check out that Luca, way? Luca, 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 what if we surprise him? What if we scare him? What if we dress like mud monsters and go, Give us your pokies. Well, I really don't want his Pokemon. What would be another way to scare him? You will never see bubblegum again in your life. Ooh, your well, teeth are going to fall out. Oh, we're going to take all your hair, <gasps> your floss. We are oh, floss. your teeth your are te- going to be so. It's, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Luca, Luca. And she starts putting mud all over her. Think about it. Think about it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, let's go sneak. Oh, your whitening strips. Ah. Oh, you will have tea stains. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet he drinks a lot of tea. I bet. I think that could be really fun. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, okay. Let's do it. It's, let's just, do it. it's just harmless. It's harmless fun. Oh, and Oscar can lead the way because he floats. Oh, so he'll be like sneaky. Like, that's just scary. Yeah. I uh, look at my inventory. Can I find a bed sheet? Yeah, yeah. I think that with your like, you've got stuff for camping and things like that. So you'd have a sheet of some sort. And I cut little eye holes and yep. I put it on top of Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so... For this shroomish, which is not not that big and floating oh. just a few inches off the ground, you put the sheet on him and it drapes over and his little shroomish eyes are poking through the eye holes. And then it's just like a sheet with a lump that's floating a couple inches off the ground with 
all of the rest of the sheet just sort of dragging behind. Perfect. Okay, let's do it. And we are going to stealth down the tunnel. Okay, give me a stealth check. I'll roll one for Luca. Oh my god, it's never my forte. It's always the stealth rolls. I know. It's an eight. I just get too excited. (laughs) Yeah, so describe to me, you you all make your way through this system of uh, tunnels and caverns and stuff, and you get to um, closer and closer to where you hear the sounds of what you assume is Shane probably battling some wild Pokemon. I will say, as you're going along your way, just with your passive perception of like 20 or whatever it is, you do actually find just a great ball lying on the ground. Oh, great. These are heavily trafficked areas and people probably drop stuff all the time. So, Shaboom. Perks of taking that feat. You just find things. I love it. Okay, so um, Pearl starts to click her light on and off. Okay. To cast shadows. All right, you start doing that as you all get closer to uh, you actually, as you're approaching the area where Shane is, you see that he's in like an offshoot tunnel that says like dead end on the entrance of it. And it seems like he's in some sort of like cavern that way. But you start clicking your light and then what do you do? A cacophony of sounds. You just start making these noises as you are like entering the cave. Yep. Uh, they're, they're echoing off of the walls with the dripping of the stalagmites and the stalactites and everything. Um, and Shroomish is just floating ahead of you. Uh, Luca is like splitting off from you and going around the other side as like Shane stops. The whole cave is also dimly lit with like uh, torches and stuff. And well, not like fire flaming torches but you know little like lamp posts and things like that just kind of strewn throughout so it's not pitch black so lucas starts skirting around the side as you are entering the cavern uh making these sounds uh, with the echoes and everything and up ahead you see that shane just like stops he's like right right as you're saying that he like takes a second and figures out where the where the noise is coming from. I'm going to give him a chance to fail at finding you. We'll see. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal to uh, beat that 10, but with a nat 1... Yes! Ah, Pearl's dreams! With a nat 1, Shane is very confused, like, what's up with my, my teeth? What's it? What? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Luca joining in on this at all <laughs> with the noises or is it really just what I'm saying? <laughs> Luca seems like he's currently still sneaking around okay, and not revealing his position yet. That's good. You have come to the caves of What's going on? You've been those pearly Well, how, do, how do you know about uh, what, what's wrong with me taking care of my teeth? I, 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 I don't understand. You want to your teeth. Teeth, teeth, teeth. And in it, we keep flashing the lights, and I want, and hopefully, all of this looks like it's coming from Oscar. Yeah. As he gets closer and closer. <laughs> Make a performance check. Performance. 
<laughs> it's another 10. Halfway. So I think that <laughs> with a 10, uh, Shane is like freaked out. He's, he's like looking around like, what, what's going on? He's trying to figure out where the echo's coming from. And then he looks down and he sees just a bed sheet with a little lump in the front. And he's like, oh, wait, what? What is this? It's still far away, right? It's getting closer to okay. him. Uh, so it's about halfway across the room. And he says, wait, what? what is that a... Is that a sheet? And then Luca pops up behind him. He says, we're going to take your floors. <laughs> and Shane jumps in the air and says, all right, you. Ah, break, break. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We will floss you to floss. Floss, 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 floss. And Pearl just starts to do the floss dance move. <laughs> in the shadows with like a big, 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 big shadow behind her on the wall. Floss, 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 floss. Shane yells out as, as Luca is like popped out right behind him. He yells out for his right to do brick break with uh let's see. That's a, a total of 20. <laughs> right. You just slaps Luca. <laughs> and Pearl falls on the floor and starts laughing. That was good. That was good, guys. Oh, good job, Oscar. <laughs> Shred. Oh, you're the cutest little cavity monster. Wait, what are you? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and she just walks up to him, flossing the whole time. Luca like pops his jaw back into place. He's like, "Ow!" I think we got him good, Luca. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Ah. And Shane says, "Well, what was that for?" Just for the fun of it. You gotta lighten up, Shane. Well, sorry, I wasn't expecting somebody to come and just start messing with me while I'm out here trying to train. <laughs> Sorry, I take you this almost, seriously. You almost lost. <laughs> Do you have a problem with me? Yeah. Why? You're always so demeaning. That's a new word I have learned. I'm demeaning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Sorry. I, I'm trying not to let somebody who tries to always get up in my business while I'm just trying to do my thing, trying to get me down. Trying to mess with me. Ooh, that sounds like a song. I'm just saying, lighten your load. It was fun. You had a little quake in the knees. Oh, whatever, whatever. Look, I mean, look. So, so you got a, so you got an issue with me? Do you want a battle? You want to resolve this issue? No, no, no. We've battled many times before. We know who comes out the winner in well, that scenario. Well, we battled before, and you had help. And I, he looks at Luca, who's still like rubbing his jaw. Well, I didn't. Oh. Oh no no no! Oh no no no! You don't you don't you don't talk about my homeboy like that. Not my home friend. Not my not my home skillet. No. Luca's the best partner you could ever ask for in a battle. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is that true? One thousand percent, Shane. This is what I'm talking about. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think I think I could take you both by myself. Luca. Yeah. It's on. Roll initiative. Oh, dang it. I didn't want this to happen. Pearl, that's what happens. You fly too close to the sun. <laughs> so for initiative, our order will be Luca with a 17, Shane with a 14, and Pearl with a 10. As Pearl sends forth Oscar the Shroomish, still with his bedsheet ghost costume, and Luca sends out Tufus the Totodile. And Shane says, all right, Gumi, Raichu, let's go as he sends forth the Raichu that he had been battling wild Pokemon with, and Gumi hops off of his shoulder. Luca goes first. Luca says, Okay, Tufus, rage and then use water gun on that Gumi. Go ahead and roll the hit. Woo! 18. 
18. 18 will definitely hit the Gumi as Tufus lets out a ball and then shoots forth the water gun, making contact with the Gumi. <laughs> it's a 13. With that 13, makes a solid hit on the Gumi, but as the stream of water fades, it seems as though Gumi was not fully affected by this water gun as the water just slips off of its goopy little body as it is resistant to water type moves. No. It's then Shane's turn. And so basically how this is going to work, since he's doing a two-on-one, he'll get to, like, control one of them. Like, they're all splitting action, bonus action, whatever, Uh uh, on his turn. And he says, All right, Gumi, rain dance and right you quick attack on that Totodile. Gumi just goes, And the water that's falling from the ceiling, from the stalactites, uh, starts dripping harder and harder as it's uh, just like a full, it feels like it's raining inside this cave. And the Raichu springs forth at Tufus. That is a 25 to hit. As that's seven points of damage, but halved because Tufus is raging. Beautiful. Pearl, you're up. Okay, Oscar, show him how spooky you really are. Mega Drain. 13. 13 misses the Raichu. Bummer. As Oscar shoots out these absorbing orbs, but the Raichu nimbly ducks out of the way. That takes us back to the top with Luca. On Luca's turn, he says, uh, All right, Tufus, no more water. That's not working. Bite the Gumi. Ah! Yeah, sink your teeth in. 19. 19 hits the Gumi. Yes. It's 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage to the Gumi as it mostly just fits in Tufus's mouth as he goes and picks it up with his mouth and just shakes it. Like a chew toy. That's Luca's turn. Then it takes us to Shane, who says, all right, Raichu, keep it up with a quick attack. Gumi, absorb. Raichu goes to quick attack Oscar this time. But with a natural one, Oscar just floats up a little higher than normal and just Raichu whiffs right under there and actually like bounces into a wall and the wall shakes a little bit. You can't touch us, baby. We a ghost. Well, we're not like a ghost type. It's confusing. Just let it happen. And then Gumi goes to absorb from Tufus. That's a 16 plus, so that's going to hit. Tufus takes a super effective 10 points of grass damage as Gumi restores five hit points. That's Shane's turn. You're up, Pearl. We're going to try Leech Seed this time. On Raichu? Yeah. Cool. 15? The Leech Seed just barely hits the AC of the Raichu with a 15 as Oscar the Shroomish shoots out these seeds that then have the nets burst out of them and wrap up the Raichu. You can see it pulsing with green energy as it absorbs the, the life energy, the HP from the Raichu. That takes us back to Luca. Bite in rage. Continuing to bite the Gumi? Yes. Nice. Yes! It was a 19. I haven't had anything. On a natural attack roll of 19 or 20, the target flinches. So a very good raging bite as Tufus continues to just ragdoll the Gumi. And Gumi will flinch on its turn. But roll that damage. Two eights plus four. 20. Yeah, that's what you get. You can't insult my friend like that. Look at that totodile. Go, Tufus. Go, Tufus. Pearl gets pom-poms. Lucas says, yeah, who's not helpful now? And that's Lucas' turn as Tufus continues to bite down on the Gumi. It's then Shane's turn, who, seeing that Gumi is flinching right now and unable to do anything, says, all right, right, you give him double. Quick attack and wild charge. And he goes to quick attack Shroomish and use wild charge on Tufus. That is a 15 to hit Shroomish. And that is six points of damage. Yeah, ouch. 
And then that is a total of six plus six, 12 to hit Totodile, which misses as the Raichu charges up and has this electric energy, these sparks coming off of it, and it shoots forward, and Two-Face is able to jump out of the way with Gumi still in his mouth as Raichu once again, boom, hits the wall and the cave shakes once more. I like to imagine that Raichu caught a glimpse of Gumi's eyes that just said, help me, (laughs) (laughs) and that's why he missed. (laughs) <laughs> Gimme's like <laughs> those big blubbery eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Raichu needs to take its leech seed. Ooh, yeah, two d four plus one Time grass for your damage. leech seed pill. Because we realized that that damage is upgraded because Shroomish is a high enough level. Seven. All right, seven points of grass damage to the Raichu and four health points back to Shroomish. Back to Luca. Another raging bite. Twenty. 20 will decidedly hit the Gumi once more. 16. 16 more points of damage. How's Gumi looking? Uh, Gumi is getting roughed up by Tufus, as Tufus did not take kindly to Shane's slight of Luca. Gumi's about to become goop. <laughs> <laughs> that is Luca's turn, and now Shane is up once more. Shane says, All right, look, we've had about enough of this. Thunderbolt the Totodile, quick attack the Shroomish. That was a 16 to hit Tufus, which will with the Thunderbolt. Let's see how he rolls because it's not gonna feel good. Ooh, ooh, yowza. I'm scared. That is 24, double to 48. Oh no! Points of electric oh, damage. Oh no, Tufi! As this powerful Thunderbolt is released from the Raichu and it just shocks Tufus and actually like sends him flying and he bangs into the wall once more and, and the wall shakes uh, as this battle is getting pretty heated and Lucas says, oh no, uh, Tufus come back. He then grabs for the dusk ball on his belt and says, come on, El, get him. Pearl yells, Tufi, no! And when she does that, can Pearl just take a moment to maybe look at the ceiling and see how this little caverns hold it up? Sure. Make a quick perception check. 17. 17. Starting to look a little precarious as uh, things have been really heating up and uh, the tempers are flaring some here in the cavern. It's your turn. Okay. Guys, try not to hit the walls, okay? We gotta keep this place clean. It might break. She just kind of yells out to the the people. You yell that as after that thunderbolt Raichu is going for the quick attack on Oscar the Shroomish. And that was a 19 to hit. Ouch. That's three points of damage from the quick attack as it is then your turn, Pearl. Leech seed. Another seven. Another seven points of damage and you get four back. Great. What do you want to do for your turn? Mega Drain on Raichu. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20 hits. 11 points of damage from the Mega Drain as you are continuing to sap HP from this Raichu as the green energy continues flowing through the vines and into Shroomish, as you can see, just a little green glow under his sheet. That takes us back to Luca. Oh, Icy Wind and Quick Attack, all on the Gumi. 18 for ice, no added. 10. 10 points of ice damage, doubled to 20, as it is super effective against the Gumi. And then what was the attack roll for the Quick Attack? 14. 14 does hit. Oh, great. Just above Gumi's AC. Three. Three points of damage, and Gumi is looking rough. It's then Shane's turn, and seeing that Gumi is in a really, really tough spot, he yells out, All right, I think we got something better for this. Gumi, you come on back. Quilava, let's go. 
I was hoping he wouldn't do that. So he withdraws the Gumi, who is just on the verge of getting KO'd, and he sends out Aquilava. You see this uh, quadrupedal creature uh, with uh, like a flaming mohawk and flaming tail coming off of the back of it with a navy blue top of its body and like a tan underbelly as it lets out. Quilava. Quill. Ooh, you're beautiful, says Pearl. So that's Shane's action. And then as a bonus action, he says, right, you quick attack the shroomish. (laughs) Frustrated. That's a 24. Okay, fine. Ooh, 10 points of damage. Mega drain. Great. Go ahead and roll your leech seed damage and then do your mega drain. Five. Five from the leech seed. Mm -hmm. And then roll to hit with your mega drain. 19. 19 hits. 16. 16 points of damage and you get back eight as there's another solid absorb from the Raichu. Now Luca's up once more. Luca says, all right, well, you're not the only one who could swap out. Oh, quick attack and then come back. Uh, 17. 17 hits the Raichu. Three. Three points of damage. And he swaps out L and sends out Mikey the Ghastly. Woo! We missed you, bud. Ghastly. As Mikey looks around mischievously. I thought you would like the capes. That's Luca's turn as Shane surveys the battlefield and says, all right, good counter, good counter. Doesn't matter though, Quilava, Will-O-Wisp. Will-O-Wisp. Quilava sends out a sinister white hot flame toward Oscar the Shroomish, attempting to inflict a burn. What's your Quilava's name, Pocahontas? It's just Quilava. You don't name your Pokemon? Oh, dang, that was only a 10 to hit. Nah, <laughs> in this banter. Dang. You distracted him with banter as the Will-O-Wisp misses. Oscar is just still hanging out under a sheet. <laughs> the Quilava then goes for a quick attack just to get a little something-something, though. That's an eight, though, so Quilava misses. <laughs> like, that's another issue. Why aren't you nicknaming? Pearl's turn. Come on, Oscar. So, leech seed damage for Raichu. Six. Three back to Shroomish. Yum, yum, yum. Mega Drain, 17. 17 will hit the Raichu. Nine. Nine points of damage as the Raichu is barely staying up at this point. The rain from the Gumi has faded away, uh, and it's just very wet in this cave now uh, as the sparks are coming off of the cheeks of this Raichu. That brings us back to the top with Luca's turn. What's Mikey going to do? We're going to do mean look on Raichu. Okay, so Shane can't switch it out? Yeah, we're taking at least one down. (laughs) All right, Raichu is going to make a wisdom save. That was an eight. Yes! The Raichu hones in on the ghastly as it looks at him with its ghostly gaze, and Raichu cannot be switched out of battle, as that was definitely what Shane was about to do. It's then Shane's turn as he says, Okay, fine, if it can't leave, wild charge that ghastly and quick attack the shroomish. That's a 12 to hit Mikey. AC is 12, so just hits. And Mikey actually got off pretty easy on that one, as that one's only 14 points of damage from the wild charge. Sheesh, gabish, wild charge is no joke. And then he quick attacks Shroomish. Listen, Shane, we were just playing a joke. Lighten up. That's an 18 to hit Oscar. Okay, it hits, but I get to rebound. As the Raichu strikes out with a quick attack and does seven points of damage to Oscar, it activates Oscar's effect spore ability, correct? Correct. So how much grass damage does Raichu take? He takes three. All right. And with that being the end of Shane's turn, roll leech seed damage. Five. Five. It had exactly five hit points left. Yes! As at the end of Shane's turn, Raichu goes down. He pulls out his Pokeball and pulls Raichu back and he says, 
All right. Well, guess we're playing hardball then. Cloister. Oh, my gosh, Shane. Let it go. I'm sorry I made you floss. That dance move floss. Luca wanted to take your floss. Shane, you got to lighten up. I was born on a cruise ship, man. Shane yells back out. Well, you should know better than to mess with a real ace trainer. Okay, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That attitude right there. I am a real ace trainer. Oh, we have to keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's then Pearl's turn. Oh, great. This thing's weakness is grass. Perfection. Mega drain. Roll to hit. It's a 15. 15 will miss. Dang it. As the shell closes up and the absorbing orbs do not find purchase. Takes us back to the top with Luca and Mikey. We'll lick it. Quilava. Get ready for a lick. Luca yells out. Okay, Mikey. Lick Quilava. 19. No ads. Natural 19? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's 1d10 plus 4 ghost damage. And Quilava is paralyzed on a natural attack roll of 18 or higher. Oh yeah. Um, the damage wasn't that good. It was just a 6. But still. But six damage and paralyzed is not too shabby. So that's Luca's turn. Takes us to Shane, who, seeing that Quilava is not in the most advantageous position, uh, looks around and says, all right, well, Quilava, try a quick attack on that shroomish. And Cloyster, hydro pump. You said it like I should be scared, Shane, but I'm not. The Quilava resists being paralyzed for this round, and that is a 19 to hit shroomish. Okay, hit me, Pearl says. Three points of damage from the quick attack as Quilava uh, stutters for a moment, but then launches forward and hits Oscar. The cloister then opens up and shoots out a massive bout of water at the Ghastly. Ghastly needs to make a dexterity save. 12. The DC is 16. Oh, brutal. That is 21 points of water damage to Ghastly. Pearl starts to do a little tiptoe dance. As this hydro pump, this powerful, powerful blast of water shoots from this cloister, from the middle of this shell, and just blasts through the ghastly, who is just caught in the middle of it, taking the brunt of the force. But at the same time, the hydro pump hits the wall, and the cave shakes once more, more than it has before, and there is a collapse in the entrance of the tunnel. Shane? Everything is dusty and, and muddy for a second. It's, it's loud and all of the lights go out for a moment. Luca? Yeah, no. Are you okay? No, I, I'm all right. I'm all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I just can't see anything. Well, look what you've done. Are you kidding me? You did this. I told you stop hitting the walls. I don't know what you're talking about. You whiffed it. Well, I hit it. Yeah, I know because you whiffed it. Hold on, I need a, we need a light. Hold on, Pearl I can't see anything. Pearl just immediately starts to pull out Coco, clicks on the light, and you see just like that classic anime little storm cloud above her head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's very upset. Thank you, Coco. And then she turns around and gets spooked. Oh, gosh, Oscar, and she takes off the sheet. Jim. You did great, by the way. Jim is. Aw, man. As you survey the cavern, now just lit by the light of glowing coconut, uh, you look around and... The entrance of this cave has been completely covered in rocks from this collapse. Oh, no. However, there have also been 
other rocks that have fallen about, and it seems as though with all of the commotion, uh, as you as you look around with your passive perception that's very high, you do notice that it looks like there might be something on the other side of the cavern. Something might have broken open on the opposite side. Ooh. Um. First off, Pearl goes to Luca. He and Shane are like in a, in a standoff right now, like just looking at each other like, this is your fault. No, this is your fault. Guys, just let it go. It, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is that nobody got a big old rock in the head. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, true, true. I guess that was maybe partially my fault. Look. But you two snuck up on me in the okay, first place. Just give me a second. I was about to say that. Sheesh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look, Shane, I'm sorry that our little sneak up wasn't fun like we had planned. I See, I was raised on a cruise ship. I was born for pranks. I love pranks, and I love goofing off. And, yeah, I get it. You're a serious trainer. But maybe that's why we always, you know, cross wires so much. Because as much as I love my Pokemon, and I'm going to become the best trainer, and I'm going to catch them all, I don't know. I'm still goofball. Yeah, fine. I guess I can see that. Anyway, I'm glad that you just didn't get a big old rock in your head. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't either. I mean, that was... That was kind of stupid. I mean, obviously we're in a cave and going hard with a move like a hydro pump or something like that. That's just asking for trouble. I, I, it was a pretty sick move, I'm not going to lie. Well, thanks. Um, look, are your are your Pokemon all right? I, I know you took out Raichu. I, I, well, I, I know it fried your Totodile. Can, it, can I help? Can I help you all out? Pearl just uh, scoops up Oscar and lifts him. And, like, I imagine he, like, can float a little bit, too. Like, yes. it's a, a gentle, oh, Oscar's doing great. But I don't know. Uh, Luca, how you doing? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take some help with, with Toofus and Mikey. That's all right. And Shane helps out with some healing items and stuff. And he says, you know, I guess, I guess maybe I take myself a little too seriously. And, you know, I suppose uh, being stuck in a cave does uh, I'll make you reevaluate things a little bit. Okay, guys, we've been trapped in here for like three minutes. I'm not going to start hugging. Oh, uh, but it's like, it feels like it's been forever, though. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. Let me say it. Okay, guys, we've been trapped in a cave for like three minutes, but I, I feel like we're already making like uh, three years of a lifetime of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's check this out. And she goes over to the other side. Great. Where you said there was an opening. Great. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. 18. 18 investigation. Roll me... A D10. Ooh, gladly. 10. With a 10, you find an ice stone. Ooh. In the rubble, uh, as everything has gotten knocked loose here by the light of coconut, you see a, a glint in the rubble, and you lean down and pick something up, and uh, this is a stone that is icy cold to the touch. Oh, man, the professor would love this. Pokeologist style. Beep, beaver. Yeah, Coco? Pikachu. You want it? Pikachu. As Coconut looks like, what would I do with that? <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at it like it's cool. Pikachu. Hey, Seely. Or? Pop her out of the ball. Or, or, or. Why don't you try to eat this? She, like, gives it a lick. Her tongue gets stuck to it for a second. She's like, or, or, or. Okay, okay. That didn't work. Um, Shane, do you know what to do with this? Luca, do you know what to do with this? No, no. What do you, what do you got over there? It's like a little uh, ice brick. Oh, you found an ice stone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, well, do you have anything that can evolve with an ice stone? Uh, if you don't, I mean, you hold on to it until you find something that does, or you could try to trade with somebody else who might have a different stone. I don't know. Well, Sealy just tried to lick it, and she wasn't into it, so I don't know. Yeah, no, Seal doesn't evolve with an ice stone. Oh, okay. Um, Pokedex? 
you're just like scrolling through your Pokedex to see if there's anything like about that. <laughs> yeah. I think that as you like look through your uh, sort of Pokemon inventory of the Pokemon that you have, uh, it does not seem like any of your Pokemon would evolve with an ice stone. Pokedex, what good are you for in a cave and I'm stuck and I got nothing? <laughs> she almost throws it on the ground, like hikes it up in the air. Because like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's, look. <sighs> you're right, you're right. That was rash. That was rash. That's still, that's still valuable. Look, I mean... So with, with your Pokemon that you got, right? Yeah. So you got a couple that can evolve with stones. It's just not that specific one, right? Anybody want this then? Lucas says, well, I, I don't have anything to trade you for it, but I'm, I mean, maybe if I find something, you know, we can do a little trade or something. And Shane says, uh, I don't think I have any use for it right now, but, you know. Luca, do you want it? Uh, well, you, you, you hold on to it for now and we'll see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you should be looking for, since you've got Coconut and Becker's, uh, Becker's evolves with a what? Well, Becker's could evolve with either a, a King's Rock or a Waterstone. If she had a King's Rock, she'd become a Politoed, or with a Waterstone, she'd be a Polyrath. A uh, Rath, yeah, yeah, Rath. Yeah. Polyrath, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So uh, you could keep your eye for a Waterstone. Waterstone, yeah. And Shane pops in and he says, Yeah, and if you want to evolve that Pikachu at some point, it but, looks like it's got a little bit longer to go, but it would use a Thunderstone. Put the Thunderstone, yeah. He just sort of stare off for a second. <laughs> Make a performance check. Okay. <laughs> I like to imagine that Luca just kind of whispers, she does this all the time. Um, It's an eight. No one is fooled that you knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about. Nice. And she just stares blankly. So, guys, um, we're trapped in a cave. Yeah, true. Uh, but, but what's this that you found over here besides the stone? Oh, is it like a full exit? <laughs> Somebody paint me a picture. <laughs> You look over near that pile of rubble. You got distracted by the stone for a minute, but also near that pile, it seems as though there is a small tunnel. <gasps> Secret tunnel! <laughs> Guys, let's go! Hold on. She sticks her finger in her mouth, and she holds it to see if she feels a draft. Make a survival check? Yeah, that's right. That's right. She would peruse around the escapes of Mexico equivalents. The different islands. Oh, wow. I'm actually pretty proficient in that. Uh, 19. You feel a slight draft. Okay, yeah, this is good. Okay, so y'all are going to head through the tunnel? Cha, mom. All right. I mean, that's what she starts going in. Yeah, Pearl starts going in. It's just Coco out right now. I think I, t I tuck everybody in. Yeah, you tuck everybody And Celia in, too. Just yeah, mm-hmm. So just coconut out right now as you start moving along. Uh, the tunnel is fine for you. Like, it's definitely shorter, smaller, but you're okay. Luca and Shane are both cramped as they, like, follow you in there. Pokey, pokey, we found a secret tunnel. Trapped in a cave, it's the only thing we got to stay alive. Let's keep climbing down. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. Obviously, we're all still spending a lot of time at home, so I hope that you're lucky like we are and getting to play some tabletop games with your loved ones that are close by. And if so, I hope that you're rolling some sweet dice like we are. Now you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com Questco or by using the promo code Questco at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. Treat yourself!
If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page over on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge, huge help to us. We read every review that comes in. And seriously, every one of those that you leave, it just helps us more and more get seen by new people. And we really appreciate it. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you can do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Questco Jr. You can also hang out with us in our Questco Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, let your friends know. Tell all of your friends and tell tell people who aren't even your friends. Just tell everybody. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Questco Jr. or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you just might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And speaking of fan art, thank you to Gigi at GladIrisT on Twitter for sending us a super cute Sealy drawing. It is adorable and really brightened up our week. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. This week, we want to highlight Elderberry Tales, a podcast featuring both traditional folk tales and works by contemporary children's authors. This podcast will inspire your family with ancient wisdom, timeless tales, and modern heroes. You can hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the incredible artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Glitch X City for the song's Johto Rival Battle Remix Version 2, Showdown in Kanto, Kanto Trainer Battle Dance Remix, Mystery Dungeon Aegis Cave Remix, and Sun and Moon Lily's Theme Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you to Rizovi and Will Rock for the song Blue Haze. Thanks to Eric Skiff for the song Come and Find Me. Thank you to Kinsis Marrera for the song Clash of Gods. Thanks to Bird Creek for the song Fringe Trimmed Boots. Thank you to Visager for the song Battle. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me. So let's see if our heroes can find their way out of this cave. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your favorite pillow and a curious heart. It's time for a story. Elderberry Tales is a storytelling podcast featuring inspiring and engaging stories for kids, ancient wisdom, timeless tales, and contemporary heroes. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and listen on your favorite podcast player.
So, Pearl, as you all are making your way through this tunnel, this secret tunnel. Secret tunnel! How do you want to proceed? Are you just, like, moving cautiously through, just walking as far as you can with coconut? Are you keeping an eye out for anything? Oh, I think we're definitely being cautious and keeping our eyes open, especially mainly just... Pearl, at the beginning of this, was not being cautious, and now a tunnel literally fell apart. So uh, I think we're learning our lesson, and we are proceeding with caution. Cool, cool. As you're keeping an eye out then and making your way along, proceeding with caution, go ahead and give me uh, just another perception check. Eleven. You do not see any other stones in this tunnel as you're looking around. But uh, as you continue down, down the hall, you see a little bit of movement at the end. Roll a D100. 68. As you're approaching this small moving whatever it is, as you're going down the hall, uh, the light of coconut extends forward and eventually you make your way closer to where you see this thing is, uh, it seems like it's scurrying around. But as you get closer, you see that it's not scurrying, but it's digging. As with a 68, ahead of you, you see a diglet. (gasps) They're beautiful. And it's just kind of doing its thing here in the cave. Looks like it's enjoying its its tunnel that it's uh, been been digging out and running around in. As it's just... Diglet, diglet, dig. Pokey, pokey. I found a diglet here. It's super cute. We're meant to be best friends. Let's catch it. Pokey, pokey. So you're walking ahead and you start singing your song and Luke is like, wait, what? There's, there's a, a diglet ahead? Is that what you said? And I want to switch out for uh, Oscar. Okay, great. You just want to, like, pull Coconut back, but still let him, like, illuminate the area? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Just just for the sake of having light, you can just set him back, and he won't be in a battle position or anything, but he's just there, so it's not pitch black. Uh, you switch out to Oscar? I would like Oscar to just go ahead and be friendly first. Mm-hmm. Oscar, look at me. Shrimp. I pick him up. Shrimp, shrimp. Okay, can you attempt to go and make peace with that diglet, and maybe it can help us? Through navigate these tunnels. Shrimp. Yeah, you think so? Shrimp, shrimp. Put on that smile. And I turn him upside down. <laughs> He's floating upside down, and the like triangle mouth is just like a triangle the opposite way right now. That's as his face it. stays the same. That's it, bud. That's it. Okay, good luck. And I, I put him down, and uh, I'm hoping they can become friends. He floats over that way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Guys, hold back. For Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's a 14. A 14. So Oscar levitates over there. And Diglett is taken by surprise for a second as Shroomish emerges from the dark. Diglett, ding! As it couldn't feel any sort of earth tremors to indicate that Shroomish <laughs> was coming over. That's actually really funny. I didn't want to send Coco because Coco was illuminating, so I feel like Diglett's like the dark, and they wouldn't have liked that. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. But so Oscar goes over there, and you just hear, Shrimp. And the diglet like boom, 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 looks over at you, looks over at Shroomish. Pearl gives a wave. The diglet is not hostile, but what are you going to try to do to actually get it to get it to come over here and join up with the squad? Oh, Seely. Release Seely from her Pokeball. Yeah. She whips her scarf around and straightens her beret and says, Ord, I know. I should have called the pros in. Ord, But we have to give Oscar a chance, you know? Social interaction is important for him to learn. Ord, Okay, go ahead. Do your thing. Are you going to, like, send anything with Seely or just, like, send Seely to also be a mediator? 
I pull out Celie and I say, you know what to do. And I give her a cookie too. Give her a cookie. She goes over there. Cookies on stash. <laughs> non, non-stop supply of cookies via Pearl. <laughs> Celie flops her way over there, cookie in fin, and she joins the conversation with Diglett and Shroomish. And then you see Celie starts like full on Olaf in Frozen 2 style, like reenacting everything that happened in the other cavern. Yes! Trying to communicate that you all need help to get out of this cavern. <laughs> Go ahead and make a persuasion check for Seely. A 19. 19. With a 19, the Diglett still seems interested and it seems to be picking up what Seely and Oscar are putting down. And then I'm like, give her the cookie. Come on, Seely, seal the deal. And uh, meanwhile, Coconut's like just rifling through my pockets trying to find where I got that cookie from. <laughs> yep. Beep, 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 beep. Seely hands over the cookie and indicates for the Diglett to come to where you all are. And with the 19, I think, succeeds as the the Diglett comes over. Yes! Munching on this cookie as it, through the ground, burrows its way over to you and pops up in front of you. And (gasps) Seely and Shroomish are over here as well. The Diglett's looking up at you expectantly. Hi, I'm Pearl. Diglett, dude? Yes, I am the cookie supplier. And I put a cookie in front of it. Diglett? Yeah. Do you think you could help us get out? Seely, am I making any contact here? Does this Diglett know what I'm saying? From behind the Diglett, Seely's nodding her head like, make an animal handling check with advantage because Seely and Shroomish both succeeded. Okay. Wow. It was the same both times, guys. Oh, yes. 24. 24. The Diglett looks at you for a second and looks at the other cookie that you gave it. It looks up at you again and, like, nods the best that it can since, you know, it's just a head poking out of the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Diglett is on board. Yes, Seely! Yes, Oscar! Great job, team! Order, Trim! Awesome! And I, um, put everybody back that needs to be back, but I think I just keep out Seely now? Mm-hmm. If that's okay, just to simplify for your voice life. Are you keeping coconut out for light? Uh, I guess I should, yeah. Okay, Luca, Shane, are you okay with these three leading the way? Yeah, sure, that's fine. All right, well, we don't have much other choice, so why not? Okay, let's go, guys. All right. And I whisper to Luca, if I get if I get to keep this really cute Diglett, I already know what I'm gonna name it. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Uh, I'm gonna name it Bill Murray. <laughs> Maybe just Murray for short. Either way, perfect. I love it. Perfect. I don't know why the word Bill Murray it just seemed like a nice package. <laughs> so you start following the Diglet down this tunnel. Eventually, it lets out in a larger cavern, uh, somewhat similar to the one that you were in before. As you come out, you can see that uh, as Coconut specifically comes into the room, more light starts bouncing off around the room as it seems like there are a bunch of different crystals and things in this room, as oh. well as a large pond, uh, a small lake in the middle of this cavern. Whoa, Murray, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, that name fits. Hmm, I wonder why he brought us here. And you see that on the other side of the cavern, it seems as though uh, there might have been another collapse of rocks at one point, but you can see just a bit of light (gasps) poking out of the very top. Oh, thanks, Murray. I hand another cookie. Well, cool, guys. Looks like we got our way out of here. 
Right, yeah. Yeah, way out. And, like, Luca and Shane are both just looking at all of the, like, crystals and stuff in the room. I think Pearl walks towards the water. You walk towards the water? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll a D100. 83. Okay, an 83. Also, go ahead and just give me a perception check. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. Go ahead and roll a D10 two times. A 7 and a 9. So, as you go and you start looking around in the area where this big lake is, uh, you see, uh, as you're looking around uh, amongst the crystals and such, that there are a couple of stones There's one in the water and there's one near the water, like in a larger bunch of rocks and stuff. In the water, you see it uh, because it's like glowing a bit uh, from the glint of Coconut who's walked over with you. And you reach in and you pick it up and it is a shiny stone. (gasps) I don't know what that does, guys. I just, the fact that it's shiny is really cool. (laughs) And then as you uh, continue to look around, you pick that up and you are awed by that. Coconut actually waddles over to this other pile of stones and picks up this one, like, stone that's not like the rest of them, as most of them are just rocks, but there's this one uh, that almost looks like it has a bit of, like, light coming from within it. Like, the shiny stone almost seems like when the light hits it, it's almost, like, glittery holographic, but this seems to have light coming from within it, and you have found a dawn stone. Where is the professor when I need him? Great score, Coco. Pikachu! Guys, come here. Look over here. What did I even find? Luca and Shane were checking out some of the crystals on the other side of the room. Uh, but then they come over there like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. What's going on? And then as I they're hold them both up, <laughs> as you are holding them up and Coconut is standing proudly next to you, make a perception check for Coconut. 15. Coconut is able to duck out of the way as a small steel creature with a large head just sort of tries to, like, ram into Coconut, uh, but he he dodges out of the way. Roll initiative. Whoa, not cool! A seven. With a seven, this creature, with its four small steel legs and its large head and blue eyes, charges forth at Coconut once again, going for a headbutt attack. Coco, watch out! That was a 12 to hit. That misses AC-13. AC-13. It just (laughs) shoots past him, charging forth with that large noggin. Your turn. Okay, um, Pokedex? Pearl whispers underneath her breath. Okay, glad I didn't throw you there a couple minutes ago. You scan it with your Pokedex, and it says, Aeron, the iron armor Pokemon, a Pokemon that is clad in steel armor. A new suit of armor is made when it evolves. The old discarded armor is salvaged as metal for making iron products. So you're like a knight. Run! Hey, Aaron! I caught it. That's what I'm calling it. But you have scanned it with your Pokedex, and it looks unhappy as you have disturbed its rock pile. Look, uh, c- calm down. Uh, we can make friends. That was your bonus action. What do you want to do with your action? Sweet kiss. Sweet kiss. After I say, we can be friends. Right, 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 Coco? Beep, beep, Three minus two, one. <laughs> wow. The Aaron is confused for the sweet kiss. Go ahead and roll for the number of rounds that it's going to be confused. Three. Okay, it's going to be confused for three rounds. The Aaron is going to try to use Rock Tomb on Coconut as it sort of staggers around for a little bit. I need Coconut to make a strength save. Ooh, I rolled high. 18. 18. Even though the Aaron was able to pull off the move and resist its confusion for this round, Coconut does manage to duck out of the way of the Rock Tomb as it shoots rocks up from its rock pile. But that is its turn. Your turn. Oh, gosh. 
gosh, I'm sorry you have to see this, Murray. <laughs> okay, Coco, I, don't get distracted. We just need to calm it down. Thundershock. 23. 23 hits. Holy cow. Oh my god, 12 plus 5 plus 1. 18? Yeah. Oh, mercy, rolling hot. And it's confused. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so this Aaron probably was not expecting something electric to come in here and mess with it like this, but uh, it doesn't resist electric type moves, so it just takes that full 18 points of damage, and it is looking rough. That brings us back to its turn. Ooh, but that's a nine as it like tries to go like slap some mud up to hit coconut, but it ends up just flopping in the mud and it takes a couple of points of damage from its confusion. Oh man, you hate to see it. It is your turn. Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't like seeing this, guys. This is too much. I think I'm gonna try to catch it. What do you think, Luca? Yeah, go for it. I think you've got it in a good spot. Yeah, I know you've got it confused. That That's gonna make it a lot easier. Thanks, Shane. Okay, um, Pearl's gonna try to catch it. Cool. Roll animal handling with ah. advantage because it's confused. Beautiful. Okay, I was going to say, I think it's just going to be a normal Pokeball. I'm not using a Great Ball. <gasps> Nat 20. Hey, Aaron, welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this uh, small Aaron is just sort of stumbling around and trying to get its bearings and, you know, still angrily looking at Coconut for taking something from its rock pile. And you just go and you just place the ball on the Aaron and it gets sucked into the Pokeball. Okay. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't fight it. Don't fight it. You make contact with it and it presses the button in and gets sucked into the Pokeball as it just shakes once in your hand and clicks. Hi-ho! Pokey-poo! Critical catch on A-A-Ron. Woohoo! Ooh, I'm excited, guys. And forgive me, but I'm still in Animal Crossing land, so Pearl does the tiny little happy feet dance. <laughs> Pokey. Pokey, we have a new friend. His name is Aaron, and he's territorial. <laughs> that was awesome, guys. Good job, Coco. Wow, yeah, nice one. And Shane actually looks very impressed. He says, oh, that's, I mean, that's an excellent catch. It didn't even hurt your Pikachu at all, and you got a status condition on it. Got what you needed. Got the catch. Very nice. She blows the smoke from the Pokeball. Thank you. And um, puts it in her pocket. But guys, guys, what do you think these stones are? Oh, well, that's that's what we were looking at. Here, come over here and check this out. Lucas says, yeah, and, you know, I've, I've heard about these, but I, I haven't really seen many of them, you know, out and about. But, but come check this out. And so you go and you look at some of these crystals that are coming out of the walls and stuff. And you take a look at them for a little bit and they look familiar for a moment. And then you, you pull out one of your, your rare candies from your backpack and you realize that it looks like it might be a, a similar sort of substance. But you're looking around at these and, and Luca and Shane say, uh, yeah, so we, we think that here, if we break off a little piece of these, like it's not like regular stone. It's, it seems like it's more like the same substance to like that, that that you got in your hand, that rare candy that is made out of. So I wonder if we gave this to any of our Pokemon, you know, if we, if we had some of this, if, you know, they would they would like that. Wait, wait, I have a rare candy in my hand? Well, yeah, that that thing. The the one that you won. What? Yeah, that thing in your hand right there. Wait, wait, what? And I feel like it's like Patrick and the lid. The lid. No, the lid. No, the, the thing that you took out of your bag to Here? look at that looks she like this. She touches her forehead. <laughs> Shane says, the thing that you won for winning the competition like two days ago. Oh, a.k.a. two months ago. <laughs> Shane gets kind of surly for a second. He's like, yeah, that. <laughs> Darn, your teeth look good. 
And, um, uh, okay, cool. Cool, guys. So, uh, should we just say bon appetit? Well, I mean, there was that whole notice up front about, like, not taking too much, but, I mean... Uh, we could we could you know grab a little bit and we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, so not buffet style. Respect. Yeah, re- respect it. But you know, we'll, I mean, we should totally get some though, right? Like. Oh, remember the sign only said I could take so many stones. Anybody want this ice stone? Lucas says, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll take the ice stone. Thanks, man. I want the shiny and the dawn. I don't know what they do, but they just don't look so cool. Awesome. And so if you guys all want to take a second, you can look around and try to see how much of this this crystal substance you can dig up. Definitely. Awesome. This is so cool. Okay. So go ahead and give me a survival check. And I'm going to do survival checks for each of them as well. Okay. It is a 17. So with a 17, roll 2d4. Ah, ones both times. So you can say that you add to your inventory two small experience candies. Oh, wow. Don't these look delicious, Coco? As Coconut is eyeing them. And so how these work, as I have been inspired by playing Sword and Shield, is different from the regular rare candy where it's just a flat level, whatever. These give a set amount of experience to a Pokemon. So a small experience candy gives 800 XP. Nice. So I've rolled for Luca and Shane as well. Luca actually rolled a pretty well. He found a nice big chunk of this uh, crystal shard of this experience candy. He's found a large one, and he also, while he was looking around, found a sunstone. Wow, good for you, Luca. She pulls out this sun-shaped rock from the rubble. And Shane did not roll so hot. Uh, He finds a very small, like smaller than even the ones that you found, a piece of the experience candy that he is able to dislodge from the wall uh, because there's plenty of it around, but it's a matter of dislodging it in the amount of time that you've done this. But so he pulls off a very small piece, but then he, with what he rolled, pulls out a thunderstone. Nice. Hey, Shane. Oh, yeah, what's up? You want to trade? Trade what? I'll give you my Dawnstone, and I can take the Thunderstone. Hmm. I'll throw in a brick and an ore for you, too. (laughs) This isn't Settlers of Catan, Pearl. I'm sorry. It just sounded like that for a second. You know, I'll tell you what. Obviously, you want that for your Pikachu. I've already got a Raichu, right? Yeah. But throw in a... Throw in one of those EXP caddies you got there. We got ourselves a deal. What? No way. You can grind on your own, man. I mean, I literally just saw you find it, and you saw me find mine. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. You know what? Coco's fine on his own. I mean, I was just thinking about future, but we're doing great. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's walk. Well, what if, what if, you know, what if, what if I traded you? I've got a smaller one. Just, yeah, I, I, I didn't do a great job finding uh, any more of these candies on my own. I'll admit that, all right? Didn't do a great job at finding. And I saw that you got two of those. Uh, just, uh, just make it the, uh, yeah, just, uh, just, yeah. I don't know, what, what, what do you think? <laughs> what are you even saying, Shade? I don't also, know. Also, how do you know all the things I have in my pocket? Well, I saw, That's I, weird. Well, I saw you... Grab those two out of the wall, and the, the ones that I've been grabbing are just Yeah, stuck. but you knew about my, my XP stuff. What? You knew about my XP well, candies. The, these things that, we, the, that we've been grabbing out of the walls. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 How 
how about this? She. Lay it on me. And she pulls out her fishing rod. There you go. What? All right, here's your stone. There's your new fishing rod. Congrats, sir. You know, they say feed a Shane, give a Shane a fish one day, but teach a Shane how to fish, feed him for a life. Do you have a fishing rod, Shane? Yeah, yeah, I've got this. And he pulls out a super rod. Okay, oh my gosh. Luca, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, it seems like he drives a pretty hard bargain. How about a great ball? I'll give you a great ball. A Dawnstone and a Great Ball? You know what? All right. All right. I can do that. Oh, finally. Oh, my gosh. Price gouging me out the wazoo over here, Luca. Okay, trade. Quick, 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 quick. Show me your hands. <laughs> you make the trade with Shane. He hands over the Thunderstone in exchange for a Dawnstone and a Great Ball. I'd like to say it was a pleasure trading with you, but I'm not sure. Thunderstone! Well, cool. That works for me. Do you think we should, like, tell somebody about this? I, I don't know, with the cave-in on the other side and what's going on here. Uh, and he's just, like, looking around some. Yeah, no worries. I got connections. And she calls David Parker Park Ranger. You pull out your pokey gear, but there is no signal within this cavern. Ah, I think I'll have to wait. But as you all are uh, continuing, I think that you're still looking around and stuff and seeing if you can get any more candy. But with your perception, you feel another tremor in this cavern. Oh, no. Um, hey guys. Yeah, what's going on? We maybe should go. Shane is currently like trying to yank a big chunk of this candy off of the wall, but is like having trouble with it. What What are you talking about? We should go. Shane, no Shane, drop it. Uh, don't you feel it? Feel what? I look at Diglett. Diglett's eyes have grown wide. Diglett, ding. <laughs> the terror. Shane, move it or lose it. And Pearl tries to go over to him and to like, you know, tell him to you know, yank him away. Luca starts feeling it too. And he says, yeah, man, okay, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And you and Luca both start running to the pile of rubble on the other side of the room. As you are going over there from the water in the middle of the no. lake emerges a familiar shape similar to what you saw in the Bolet City gym. An onyx rises from the water, but this is a different looking onyx than you've seen before. This onyx seems to be made of some sort of crystal material. Roll initiative. Ah, it's the big mama. With an 18, Pearl, you will go first, followed by the onyx, then Luca, then Shane, who like is still pulling on the shard, trying to get it out of the wall when the onyx comes out and he says, oh no, okay, all right and hops off the wall and starts running after you guys. But you are up first. What do you want to do? You're currently stuck in here with this thing. How do you want to deal with this situation? She shakily scans, her with, scans it with the Pokedex. You scan it with your Pokedex, and it says the same thing that it said for Mortimer's Onyx. Really? The same? It's still an Onyx. But, like, why is it so shiny, Pokedex? Come on! Give me details! Data unavailable. Oh, of course. The error screen drives her nuts. <laughs> Are you sure this is an Onyx? Yeah, right? I am not. I am just a Pokedex. Poke? Oh, my. This thing is Onyx-shaped, but made of unknown material. Beats me. So how do you want to proceed with what's going on here? The Onyx is looking around and sees you all messing in its cave, and you are rushing toward the rubble on the other side of the room. Um, Coco? <laughs> Kiss it! I know! Intelligence save from the Onyx? Yeah. 18. Dang. 
Didn't see that coming. As Coconut goes up and goes to kiss this crystal onyx and it just bats Coco away. Ooh, you hate to see it. It's then the onyx's turn and it seems to be in a rage as it is pursuing you all, trying to defend its territory, this crystal onyx. It's a, almost like a, a light blue sort of shade and sparkles and glimmers in the light that's coming off of Coco, much like the crystals in the walls question. Mm-hmm. The, the way out is still barred by rocks, right? There's just a glimmer of light? Correct. Okay. And the onyx is going to attempt to encapsulate coconut in a rock tomb. No! Coconut has to make a strength save. Eight. Coconut takes 15 points of rock damage and is restrained. Oh, brutal. And that is the onyx's turn as it bangs the sides of the walls of this cavern and these rocks come down and capture Coco in a rock tomb. But that is its turn. Luke is going to say, look, I think we just got to try to get out of here. And he pulls out Totodile. He just says, Totodile, just start water gunning that. Try to break down this barrier. I hear you, Luca. I have an idea. So that's Luca's turn. Totodile is going to make an athletics check, I think, is what he's going to do as, as he's using his water abilities to try and move these rocks out of the way. And since Tufus does have the brawny feet, he's very good at athletics. And that's a total of 18. Nice. Uh, as he's starting to make progress, moving these boulders and things out of the way, just water gutting and uh, shooting things out of the way, starting to clear a path. It's then Shane's turn, who is going to say, all right, uh, Pearl, do you think you can hold this thing off for a little bit? I'll help Lucas so we can get out. I'll try. All right. Cloyster, come on, start hydro pumping. This seemed to work before. And he releases Cloyster, who just immediately starts <laughs> shooting this stream of water into the wall. And actually, as this is happening, Tufus seems to be doing just as well with his attacks as with the Cloister's Hydro Pump. But that takes us back to the top for your turn, Pearl. So Coconut's going to try to escape. Okay, make a strength save. Twelve. Twelve. Does not escape. Ah, oh, bummer. Okay, um, Pearl says, hang in there, Coco! And um, Pearl runs over to Murray. Murray! We need your help. Can you distract this onyx? And the diglet nods and pops into the ground. Perfect. Hey, old crystal boy! And she starts to make silly faces at the onyx. You start making silly faces, and then under the onyx... That's right! Keep popping! The onyx is looking at you and then looks down at the diglet that's messing around it, and it starts, like, trying to whack-a-mole the diglet. Meanwhile, could Coconut, now that Coconut's still close to it, can it give it a sweet kiss? Sure, yeah, as the onyx is trying to knock down this diglet. Uh, go ahead and uh, make a performance check for diglet. 18. 18. The onyx is sufficiently distracted, so it will have disadvantage on this intelligence save. What is the DC? 14. Ooh, it rolled a 13, but minus two intelligence, so 11. The onyx is confused. Yes. Uh, roll for the number of rounds that it's going to be confused. Okay. Three. Three rounds. Excellent. So then that is your turn. As it's then the Onyx's turn, let's see if its confusion continues to take hold. Ooh, that is a six. So it goes to knock some more rocks out of the ceiling to fall down on the crowd down below. But it ends up not doing that and just hurting itself in its confusion. Keep it up, guys. So that is the Onyx's turn. Nice use of that sweet kiss. That takes us to Luca and Shane, who are going to both continue trying to make an opening with Tufus and the Cloister. 
Uh, and it's a bit slower progress this time as uh, Tufus was getting like a lot of the just smaller rubble out of the way quickly, but now he's getting to bigger stuff. And Cloyster seems to be losing steam on that hydro pump since that's a move that takes a lot of power uh, and it can only do it so many times. So it's starting to lose steam there. But they're, they're making progress, but it has definitely been slowed. That takes us back up to the top with your turn. Diglett, head to the hole! And I start to climb up the, the rocks. Okay, cool. And what are you trying to get Diglett to do? D- come near there, and we're going to taunt the big onyx so that it can crash through all the stone. Ooh, okay, nice. Go ahead and make a strength save for Coconut as well. Oh, yeah, I want Coco to get out. Oh, it's a five. Five. Coconut is still stuck. You give me a dexterity check to start climbing your way up and, and keep your footing on these rugged rocks, especially while Tufus and Cloyster are, like, moving them a lot, trying to dislodge them. Eight. Uh, I think that you're having a hard time climbing up. You haven't made it much farther off the bottom, but the onyx is looking at you as it's sort of, like, snaking around in the air and l- looking at you and uh, trying to, like, get its bearings and go toward that way. She looks at the guy, she goes, smarter, not harder. Am I right? <laughs> The onyx, with a four, is still confused as it does ram its head trying to get to you. Just totally is not even on the same trajectory as you all, but it rams its head into the rocks above you. And a larger opening is happening. It's up toward the top. But that is the onyx's turn. Smart move. Smart move. Okay, okay. Progress. Hang in there, Coco. (laughs) Not liking the rodeo ride. (laughs) It's like Pikachu on on a kick and bull. Then Luca and Shane's turn. Now that a larger opening has been cracked open by the onyx, it's sort of reeling back and shaking its head some, trying to recover from that damage that it took as it hurt itself. But Tufus and Cloyster continue to focus fire now where there is more of a hole up toward the top. And uh, Tufus actually like jumps up top and uh, Murray has sort of scurried up in between all of the rocks, is digging through and like you see the head pop out between rocks every now and then, boom, 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 and is helping to dislodge things now. And as Tufus is up there moving rocks around and Cloyster shooting stuff, uh, more progress is being made as there's a hole that is almost big enough for everybody to get through. Your turn. I really just want to see if I can saddle up on top of it and ride it. That's what my instinct is. You can. Pearl is going to try to do something crazy and hop up on top of the Onyx and ride it like Rodeo Cowgirl in a bucking bull to get it to crash through more of the rocks. <sighs> Go ahead and make a dexterity check. Ooh, I really need this to be high. Nat one. Nat one. If it helps, I didn't use my confetti dice. I was a fool. (laughs) Should have used the confetti dice. What were you thinking? Dang. Pearl, you start to try to climb up on the onyx, but you take seven points of damage as it just is flailing about confused and with its tail bats you and you fly into the water with a splash. Ow! Belly flop! Make a strength save for Coconut. Eleven. Coconut has still not busted out of this rock tomb. Oh, we're hurting. As he's just as he's just stuck in there. Is Coconut doing anything? Coconut will give it a thunder shock from the water and go thunder shock! And that is a 21. A 21 will hit the onyx. 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. The onyx does not seem to be affected at all as it is immune to electric type no! moves. As Coconut, from the position that he's in, just 
lets loose a thundershock, which makes contact with the crystalline body of this onyx, and the onyx does not seem to notice. I imagine Pearl just has a straight pan camera moment. She goes, oh no. This could not be more worse for Coconut than it, I don't think we could make a more perfect storm for this poor little guy. Oh man. Oh man, oh man, oh man. It's then the last turn of Onyx's confusion. As with a natural 20, it shakes it off completely and glares down at the Pikachu. Coconut looks up with a... Pika? Like a, we're, we're cool, right? The Onyx is going to, with advantage, attempt to use Rock Throw. That's a 24. As the Onyx slams its tail on the ground and then, like, the rock tomb that Pikachu was in, along with Coconut the Pikachu, it all just goes flying. And Coconut takes... 12 points of rock damage. Ouch. While the Onyx is distracted, Luca and Shane continue to try to get the opening even wider so that y'all can get out. They're very close. Is Diglett still helping? Diglett is still helping. Oh, yes. So, Tufus and Cloyster are both using all the water that they've got to try to open it up and open it up. But then it's Murray who comes in with a using its digging powers, its digging prowess, loosens up the rocks just enough so that the rocks just go splashing out from the power of all of the water attacks as Diglett has set up just a a perfect situation where it all, it's all uh, perforated so that it can all just go crumbling down and the opening is is wide open now. So Luca and Shane and their teams and Murray are on one side of the onyx close to the exit while you and Coconut are on the opposite side, the onyx blocking your path. What do you want to do? It's your turn. What, what do you, no, no, we're not gonna, yeah, why, why would we do that? Okay, anybody got some fireworks then? And I think Pearl is really just gonna make him run for it and call Pikachu back. Okay, so you're gonna just return Coconut to the Pokeball and try to run for it? Is that an option? Yeah, you will technically still be an initiative as it, like, chases you, but you can, you can totally try to do whatever as you're, as you're running away. Yeah, I think we're gonna just run for it. Great, so you're just calling Coconut back into the Pokeball and just making a break for it? As you return Coconut to the Pokeball from the other side of the room, he, he had flown over and hit some rocks. And you try to make a run for it past the Onyx. Yeah. The Onyx's tail smashes down next to you as it only rolled a four. And even with its bonuses, that's not going to hit. And you keep on running and you're running out of the cave. It is now pursuing you as you can see a light at the end of the tunnel. And you and Luca and Shane are all running away. Murray! Tickly tick! You got to get out of here too, bud! Tickly tick! Tickly tick! Maybe not! Murray is burrowing alongside you all as you're running. Great. (laughs) Now it's chase sequence time. You're all running. Yes. Go, squad. Go. As you, Luca, and Shane, uh, the cloister is just rolling forward along, and Tufus is running forward. And do you want to take anyone else out of a Pokeball as you all are making a break for it to try and slow its progress as it chases after you? Sure. We'll pull out Beckers. Pulling out Beckers. All right. So you all are running and running and running. At this point, I'm just going to assume everyone is using their whole movement speed to try to get out while the Onyx pursues. As your crew is trying to run through this tunnel toward the light at the end, the Onyx is following after you, continuing to rage, and hits against the side of the wall and goes to rock throw. That is 12, which does not hit Cloyster, does not hit Tufus, and does that hit Beckers? Uh, no. Great. So these rocks start just falling down from the ceiling, but you all are able to duck and dodge out of the way as you continue to try and make your escape. 
Shane yells out, Gloister, a Usurora beam. And Lucas says, the tooth is water gun. And they both like turn backwards. And as they're running, Cloister is actually like rolling one way, but has like faced another way. And it's like rolling backwards and throws out an Aurora beam. This icy streak goes flying toward the Onyx. Well, not gonna lie, that was pretty cool. The Onyx has to make a dexterity save. That is an 11, which does not save against the DC 16. As the Onyx takes 28 points of damage from the super effective Aurora beam. And Tufus barely hits with his water gun and does 22 points of water damage. Beautiful. And with those attacks, actually, the Onyx has like slowed to a stop as between the uh, water gun and the Aurora beam hitting at the same time. Uh, the Onyx, unable to make the deck save, is like slowed to a stop as the ice begins to harden around it and it grinds to a halt as it is now slowed and frozen. Pearl, it's your turn. Perception check? To do what? Like animal handling, like where is the Onyx to do it? What, what do you want to find out? I want to find out if I catch it. <laughs> you can make a nature check. Nature check. That was the word I wanted. 18. With an 18, it has 34 HP left. Okay. She, she, I wanted to imagine that Pearl stopped running just for a split second and imagined her riding a crystal onyx in a field of flowers with a cowgirl hat and like, you know, yodeling. <laughs> and she goes, Pearl, focus. Keep running! Uh, Beckers does, um, bubble. Bubble. Three. To hit? Yeah. It has advantage because the onyx is frozen, which means that it is incapacitated and restrained. Oh, well, that's nice. Oh, my God. Ten. A ten total? Brutal. Beckers goes to shoot off these bubbles at the onyx, and it just, the bubbles don't even break contact with the ice that's around the onyx. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. But that's your turn as you keep running. The Onyx gets to make a strength save at the end of its turn, so it doesn't get any other action. And it does succeed on the DC 15 strength save. It got a 22 total. Of course it does, you majestic mountain. As the ice cracks more and it begins barreling forward once more. It's then Luca and Shane's turn. They're both going to try each for another Aurora Beam and Water Gun. Man, for all the water moves, is anybody else sweating? Pearl says in mid-run. Tufus's water gun does not find purchase on the Onyx, but the Onyx does fail its dexterity save against the Aurora Beam. As the Onyx takes another 28 points of ice damage, super effective, and is frozen once more. As it once again grinds to a halt in the tunnel as you all are almost outside. That is their turns. You're up. Yodelay, And she throws a great ball. Great ball. Okay, throw that bad boy with advantage because the Onyx is frozen. Oh my god. Oh my god. A pearl. Oh my god. Yes! Okay, this is what I needed, folks. Your dreams. The people asked, and you shall hopefully receive once they add some stuff. 30. 30. 30. Oh my gosh, I'm shaking. Pearl, you wild child. I imagine she gets a laser focused view. Her brow becomes furrowed, and she's just takes in a deep breath and channels like avatar skills, breathes in, breathes out, and throws it. 
you throw the Pokeball at the Onyx as it's beginning to like crunch and break through the ice once more. Uh, Luca and Shane have both just been, you know, sending off pot shots back toward this Onyx with Toofus and Cloyster just trying to primarily get out of there. But you turn around and face it and you say, I want this. Thinking of the cool rodeo tricks that you could do on this Onyx. You throw the Great Ball as it makes contact and gets sucked into the ball. It falls to the ground in the now empty tunnel behind you. It shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time, and clicks. Yes! As the DC was 27. Oh my god. And all is quiet in the cave once more as like Luca and Shane both stop running and are like, wait, what? Wait, what? No way. Call me Crystal Queen. From now on! And she runs to the Pokeball. You run and you pick up this icy cool great ball. Wow! Power is coursing through my veins. Luca and Shane both just like look at each other and then look at you. Guys, it wouldn't have been possible without you guys though. I was gonna knock to smithereens. Well, that's certainly true. Okay, don't say it like that, Shane. Well, I'm just saying, you did a good job distracting, but we did a bunch of the actual damage to it. But still. Pearl, Pearl, Pearl whispers, Ah, oh, gosh, we've come so far, and in just two seconds, it's gotta go to smithereens. But still, good catch. Thank you. There is some art in throwing, and pointing, and focusing. I'll give you that. I feel like you don't want to, though. I don't. Ah, your teeth. <laughs> Luca, are you okay with this? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You tried to literally ride that thing. Like, you you go for it. Thank you. See, ah, oh, Shane. Ah, oh, Cash. Let's, just, let's not get into the details. Let's just keep going. <laughs> with that, I think that you, you and Shane bicker a little bit more as you continue to make your way out of the cave. But eventually, you all go out. You find the light at the end of this tunnel, not that far ahead of you. And you pop out a little ways off from the picnic area near the entrance to the Tremella Tunnels. Wow, full circle. And man, not much has changed. <laughs> but we were close. We were close there, Shane. Yeah. I do respect you. You got a great squad. You know, I'll say I respect you too, Pearl. I do. Even though you don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> but I do. I kind of like that. Murray. Tickly tick. You want to go home? Looks back at the tunnel and then looks back at you. And then sort of, um, as much as a diglet could shrug, <laughs> sort of shrugs at the thought of, like, going back in the tunnels, as this was way more excitement than Murray's ever had. <laughs> You're welcome to join the crew. Diglett? Yeah. And there are cookies. Diglett's eyes widen once more. Diglett did? <laughs> um, is it bad of me to catch three Pokemon in an episode? I'm going to ask Luca. Luca, do you want Murray? No, I mean, you're the one, you you gave her cookies, you befriended it, you got it to hang out with us, so you, you're fine. Okay. Murray! Tickler, look at your new home! And she pulls out a Pokeball. Tickler did? <laughs> Come on in! You reach out with the Pokeball, and Murray gladly, like, bonks the button with its little head poking out of the ground and gets sucked up into the Pokeball, and the Pokeball just shakes once and clicks. Love it. Meant to be. I love a good tunnel. You know, I think I might stay out of tunnels for a little bit after that one. I uh, I think I've had about enough of that for a bit. Ooh, it was a wild ride. Y- yep, you could definitely say that. But also, 
about par for the course for us. Where are you headed next, Shane? Well, I was uh, actually thinking about going to Tremella Town. I heard there was another competition happening over there. I was thinking about entering that and doing that whole thing. And then after winning that, I was planning on heading down to Criminy City and uh, challenging the gym down there, actually. Interesting. Well, I wish you the best. Yeah. Well, where are you all heading? <clears throat> Tremella Louisville. Oh you're, oh, you're going to Tremella Town, too? Yeah. You sound reluctant to answer that question. Okay, here's the thing. We have a hog. It's my pride and joy. It, it, you know, we, we just got a ride. But I guess there's room for us all three to walk together. I If you want to. If you want to. It, it's, it's if you want it. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, sure. We can, we can walk. Okay. I could also ride my bike. You have a bike? Yeah, I have a bike. Like a bike bike or like a hog? When you say a hog, what do you... Oh, Luca? He releases the SS Speedmeister from the item pod. Yeah, this baby, she goes on the road like nobody else. It's the SS Speedmeister. The glorious dirt bike with the sidecar <laughs> and the spray painted, or was it spray painted or just like slapped on paint? Oh, uh, I think it was slapped on paint. Yeah, and the slapped yeah. on paint job of SS Speedmeister on the side comes out of the item pod. Shane looks at it for a second and says, Oh, all right. Well, this is my ride. And he pulls out an item pod as well. And it's like a, a pristine, like, new model dirt bike. Frick a seat! And she, she just, she kicks the dirt like, come on! <laughs> and then, like, that was just behind her back. She goes, oh, nice, nice, cool, cool, cool. So we can, we can ride a long route four together. And, you know, do you think that you'll try out this competition in Tremella Town or anything? Or are you just passing through? It sounds like my cup of tea. All right, you know, there's plenty of these things to be done in all kinds of towns, so might as well do them, get any kind of training in, and you know, try to win something. Cool. He flashes a smile. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go, guys. Let's, let's, let's just crank some tunes. Sealy, hit it. Or, or. And you all drive down Route 4. Luca? Yeah, what's up? I never saw this travel companion coming. You know... Me neither. The three of you drive down Route 4 and into Tremella Town. As you approach this quaint little town, which is a little bigger than Truffle Town, but still no Bolet City, you can see from the road that there are signs for a variety of parks and gardens, and you pass by a few that all seem to be well-tended and have different themes to them. You also see signs advertising the Museum of Flight and the upcoming air show. As you get into town, you and Luca hop off of the SS Speedmeister and Shane dismounts from his very cool, very modern dirt bike. And you all start walking toward the Pokemon Center, which is just past the Museum of Flight. As you pass the museum, you notice the large bronze statue out front. The statue is a beautiful, proud woman in full aviator gear standing in front of a biplane. Next to her is a glorious bird Pokemon, an unpheasant. Her wings are spread wide and she looks to have a charm resembling a feather hanging around her neck. As you're looking at the statue, you feel someone abruptly bump into you. You turn around and see a girl with mid-length teal blue hair pulled into an awkward half bun that sits off kilter on her head. A small pit of flutters on the ground next to her as she fumbles to pick up her notebook and some loose papers. She looks up at you apologetically as she attempts to pull herself together and she says, Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. My name's Iker. Are you new in town? 
guess what, folks? Next episode, we will have another guest. Yay! I'm so excited! Good friend of the show, Stu Clark from Critical Ditto, will be joining us next week. Y'all, we're... Oh, my God. I can't wait. It's so cool. Hope you're ready for that, and we'll see you next time. Hope I'm ready! Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows, complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Crush Company Jr.